Oilers Daily with Jason Martinez. Oh, it's a Hockey Friday edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez, your August 15th game day edition as Game 2 will take place this afternoon, 3 o'clock, between the Philadelphia Flyers and the Montreal Canadiens. The team that wins Game 2 after winning Game 1 in an NHL best-of-seven series has an 87.2% chance to win that series if they take the two games to none lead. Obviously, this year a little different. There's no home ice. There's no away ice. Uh, you get the last change as the home team and the Flyers as the number one seed. We'll get that in four of the possible seven games. But again, if you win game two after winning game one, traditionally, 87.2% of the time, the team that does that and goes up two games to none wins that best of seven series. The Flyers will look to put themselves in that position coming up this afternoon. Coming up on this episode of Flyers Daily, which is brought to you by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. You're going to hear my conversation with Flyers Center Sean Couturier. Get his reflections on game number one, his his thoughts on game two as well. So we'll talk to Sean Couturier momentarily. And you'll also hear a press conference from Elaine Vigneault from after practice yesterday, and he alludes to the fact that he likely won't make any lineup changes, which is very interesting. So it looks like perhaps the Flyers will come back with the same lineup they went with in game one. Coaches never like to change a lineup, especially after a win, uh, but the Flyers will have game two this afternoon and a chance to put a stranglehold on this series early against Carey Price and the Montreal Canadiens. Let's get to my conversation with Sean Couturier. I had a chance to catch up with him yesterday after practice, and here's that conversation. Happy to have join us right now, coming off a game one victory, Flyers center, Sean Couturier. Coots, how you doing? I'm doing well. Yourself? We're doing good, man. Everybody's happy with the result. Uh, game one's in the books. Um, Montreal's a team that uh, certainly likes to skate, and uh, you can see why they got by the Pittsburgh Penguins. What, what was your impressions of the game one? Yeah, like you said, they, they skate really well. Um, they work extremely hard. They're not uh, they're not big, but like I said, they uh, they never quit and they work uh, really hard. So, um, you know, we got to be ready every shift and um, just try to out uh, outwork them. Uh, one of the elements coming into the game that was a bit of a question mark for you guys was your power play, uh, your first power play opportunity you execute. And what I noticed about that, Coach, was that um, double net front layered screens on Carey Price. That's the kind of thing you got to do to beat him, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think against any goalie, um, if you put traffic, it, it makes it uh, that much harder on him. So uh, it's no different for him. I mean, he's a great goalie, but, uh, you know, it's tough for any goalie to stop the puck that they, they can't see. So it's definitely something that we've talked about. We want to, you know, bring bodies to the net and make it hard on him. Uh, one of the things in that game, you know, did you notice a big difference between the pace of the round robin game to the pace and intensity of now what what is a real playoff game? Yeah, every game it kind of picked up, and last night it was uh, it was pretty intense. Uh, it felt like a true playoff game. Uh, you know, even if there's not uh, any fans or atmosphere in the building, it's still uh, a lot of emotions on the ice, and it's physical. There's not a whole lot of room out there, and it, it feels like uh, playoff hockey. So. It's uh, it's fun to be a part, and it's fun to get the the first win. Now we just gotta you know move on and, and be ready for game two. It's gonna be another uh, great challenge for us. It may not have been your guys' most complete performance uh, since heading to the hub city of Toronto with the three uh, round robin games, but to still come away with a win um, that's that's the takeaway, obviously. But 
Um, what, what's your focus? What's the team's focus uh, heading into game two? Is it a more complete game? Yeah, we, we just want to be a little more consistent uh, throughout six, uh, 60 minutes and, and even more if we have to play. Um, you know, we kind of had a letdown in the second period, but uh, we fought through it. It's, it's things that are going to happen in playoffs. Momentum, you know, switch, switch size, uh, sides here and there, and it's just how you respond and how you battle through it. And, um, you know, we found a way to, to get the win, but we got to definitely be a little more consistent uh, next game. What are the elements, Sean, uh, and there was a game prior that day that wasn't even supposed to be played that day. It got pushed into, into your game day because of the five overtime game. Um, but then that game goes to double overtime. And then there becomes the question of, are we going to start on time? How difficult is that for a player? Maybe not knowing when to, to begin your, your routine, uh, you know, getting to the rink and all of those things, and maybe some variance if, if that was to be the case. It didn't end up being the case, but is that something that can prey on a, on a player's mind? Uh, I don't know. I mean, for us, like you said, we didn't have to experience that. So um, I just prepared myself for an eight o'clock game and um, go from there. Uh, we'll, we'll see if this ever it happens. I think that's uh, some pretty uh, extreme circumstances, what happened uh, the first game of, of the playoffs. But it can happen, but uh, it's not something we're kind of, you know, focusing ourselves on. We're preparing as if it was uh, our normal time and uh, we'll adjust if we have to. But you know, we just got to be ready when the puck drops. Uh, Sean, talk about uh, the goaltending performance that, that you got from Carter. Um, he headed in the game with two good performances in the round robin. It, it's a different ball game when, when you're playing for your playoff lives as you guys are now in this best of seven series. Yet, once again, uh, he proved to be very calm, collected, under control, uh, reading plays extremely well. And, and he's a big reason for for you guys coming away with the W. Yeah, definitely. He he made some big saves when, when we needed him. Um, like I said, in the second period, we kind of had a letdown and he bailed us out a few times. Um, that's what you want from, from your goalie in, in playoffs, especially. It's, it's you know, sometimes it's still types of, of wins that make the difference in the series. And he definitely uh, bailed us out uh, last night a few times. So it's nice to see from, from him. And he seems to be uh, looking pretty good in, in, front, in the net. So uh, we have full confidence in him. Hey, Sean, uh, congratulations on game one. Best of luck coming up in game two. We appreciate the time, as always, here on Flyers Daily, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. Such an important piece for the Flyers. Sean Couturier does so many things well and was a part of that power play where the Flyers scored their first power play of the game. One of the two double net front presences, and he was part of that layered screen as well. By the way, Jake Voracek was credited with that goal. Initially, it was Ivan Provorov upon further review. Jake Voracek got a piece of it, so he gets credited for his first goal of the Stanley Cup postseason, a power play goal for the Flyers. They'll look to get that going once again coming up in this game today. Elaine Vigneault had the chance to address the media yesterday after practice, and here's his thoughts on game one and what lies ahead. I'm sure you heard the news about Claude Julien. I know he's close friends with you. Have you uh, did you talk to him at all after the game or this morning? Or No, I, you know, I uh, didn't see him after the game. I've uh, known Claude since... Uh, I was 20, so uh, we go way back, uh, good friends. So I'm obviously uh, going to reach out with him. I just found out the news, uh, I want to say 20 minutes ago here, just before jumping on the bus. So I'm not aware of exactly what happened. Last night, obviously, you guys were the, uh, the third game on the rink. Uh, just because of the way that the schedule fell with them having to reschedule the game. Did, did that have an impact on the style of play out there? Was, was the ice surface more choppy than, than usual than the games you guys have played earlier? No, I, you know, I, I think people are doing everything they can to 
uh, give us uh, you know, the best ice possible. And obviously, <clears throat> three games in a row, uh, one that went into overtime uh, can be challenging. But uh, I didn't see a lot of difference in the ice. Uh, so for, like, for us, uh, uh, we went out. And, uh, you know, if you think about it, it was probably our, our – not to say that the games in the round robin weren't meaningful – but it had been our most meaningful game so far. And uh, I think I was, and we were all anxious to see how we were going to do. I thought we did well in the first period, uh, not so well in the second and in the third when, you know, the game was on the line, I thought we played, uh, you know, pretty good. So uh, it was, uh, it was a, a first step you, in the playoff hockey. You got to get better every game. And that's what we're going to try and do. Uh, Jake Voracek is a, is a player who is, more experienced and more comfortable playing on his off wing, just just based on how the line combos worked out last night. You had him on the left side. I'm curious as to you know how you assessed how he did last night, five and five. I, I mean, I liked Jake's game yesterday. I thought he was uh, strong on the puck, uh, good on the forecheck. Uh, obviously, a little bit more comfortable uh, on on the right side, uh, but I think that uh, you know there's adjustments that are, are made throughout games and. Uh, uh, throughout series, and uh, you know, at this time, we feel that uh, that's where he can be uh, most beneficial to our team. And overall, uh, I thought he played a, a strong game. I know you just you just found out about Claude's condition, but um, because of your friendship and your connection to him for such a long time, does that, in some ways, kind of take you outside of the of the job uh, of what your immediate um, focuses with respect to your team? Yeah, well, I mean, there's no doubt, you know, when I found out about it, uh, you know, 20 somewhat minutes ago, a lot of things go through your mind. And uh, especially uh, I've been, I've known Claude since I've been 20 and we've been through, you know, different things uh, without, without a doubt in our relationship. So right now I want to get this press conference done to go see if I, uh, uh, can't uh, reach him, reach out to uh, maybe uh, Burge to find out, uh, you know, the latest development. All we know is, all I know is what you guys know is uh, uh, what uh, just came out a few moments ago. Hey, Lane. Uh, Bill asked about uh, about Jake. I guess another guy who's trying to maybe find his spot in this lineup is is JVR. He was on the uh, the fourth line last night. Is this a case of just you guys have too many good forwards that he kind of has to find a spot to fit in and how does his presence on the fourth line adjust maybe what that fourth line tries to do jvr on the fourth line or the first line doesn't change the way that he has to play which is you know a north south game big body go goes to the net that's where he scores most of his goals from and on that line i think with nate and tyler tyler hard on the four check uh nate uh you know pretty up and down, hard player. I mean, that line had some real good looks yesterday. Very effective. Um, get you know different matchups uh, than he would on on a, a top uh, or on a different line or a first or second, however you guys want to call it. Uh, but I think that uh, whether it be him or or Jake that we just talked about prior, uh, those guys can be uh, very effective, and they need to be effective for us to be successful and win games. Hey, the, I lost the audio for about a minute, so hopefully you weren't asked this. Uh, can you give an, an evaluation of uh, Shane Gossespierre and what you thought of his game last night? 
Yeah, you know, I, I thought for the most part Shane's game was was good. Uh, you know, he made some good breakout passes under a, a lot of pressure. Uh, you know, Montreal came at us, you know, very hard in that second period, and uh, we bended a little bit, but we didn't break. Uh, in the third period, I thought we handled our, our puck decisions better, and one of those reasons were our back end guys like Shane doing a, a better job beating that uh, hard pressure that they were throwing at us, and uh, we're going to need him to, to continue to do that. Doing well, Elaine. I'll be quick because I know you have to go. Uh, just wondering your thoughts on uh, Justin Braun's game. I thought he was a battler yesterday. You know, he uh, competed hard, good stick, uh, found a way to make some big shot blocks. We had him out there at important times in the game. And uh, basically, Browner, you know what you're going to get. You know, uh, 100% of what he has and he brings it. And uh, that's what he did last night. Yeah, hi, Lane. Um, obviously, you go back and you watch stuff after the game. And, and when you went back and you rewatched game one, did you learn anything that maybe will help you with whatever adjustments you need to make for game two? Um, you know, really what we expected uh, is what happened. If uh, you don't manage the puck well against Montreal, they could be, you know, in the top two or three team speed in the league. And in the second period, uh, our puck management slipped. They came at us. They came at us extremely hard. That's why you need good goaltending. We've got real solid goaltending throughout the game, but especially in that second period when they came at us. And, uh, the, you know, one of our emphasis is about, you know, making sure that with the puck, uh, we're making the right decisions. And uh, we didn't do it. Uh, consistently, I thought we did it in the in for the most part in the first and third period, but obviously in the second period they made it real challenging for us. You heard Aladen Ligno there discussing the fact that uh, Montreal head coach Claude Julian, who was having some chest pains and went into the hospital, he's known uh, Claude for a very long time, so I'm sure he'll be checking in with Claude Julian. Uh, the coaching fraternity as well. Kirk Muller will be temporary coach for the Montreal Canadiens for the game today and possibly the remainder of this series. That's what's being reported. That's going to put a wrap on this episode of Flyers Daily, an all-new episode coming up tomorrow, and we'll reflect on the game that happens this afternoon. Can the Flyers go up two games to none? It's a big day. It's a big hockey Friday in Philadelphia. And Flyers Daily presented by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Supporting our Philadelphia Flyers, Penn Orthopedics creates the ideal care plan with treatment options fueled by our own world-renowned research, doing what once seemed impossible so you can too. Another reason why your life is worth Penn Medicine. Learn more at pennmedicine.org slash ortho and give them a follow on Twitter at Penn Medicine. We'll talk to you on tomorrow's episode of Flyers Daily. Thanks for listening. Climbing up on South Street.